Welcome to Backcast 66. It's the podcast where we watch every single episode of the 1966 Batman TV show. Today, we're discussing episode 16, titled, He Meets His Match, The Grizzly Ghoul. Yeah, which if you don't know that this is what this episode's the second half of is insane title. Pretty silly title, for sure. Uh, but yeah, it's the second part of the return of the joker story if you're just joining us go back to the first episode but if you don't want to go back that far at least go back to last episode so when we last left our dynamic duo they were in the back of a tractor trailer strapped into electric chairs that were tied into a slot machine that would electrocute them if they got three lemons yeah they were one lemon away from their doom. Oh, the tension, you can cut it with a knife. I'm sorry to tell everybody, it lands on the third lemon. Yeah, and that should be the end of it. Well, it almost was, except the power goes out. Yep, which they set up in the very beginning of the last episode when uh, What's-His-Face is asking Bruce Wayne to run for mayor. Like, there's all kinds of power outages and stuff in the city. You could do so much good. Yeah, I guess that's why that scene existed. Yeah. But they don't even mention it in the recap. Yeah. So, like, it's just a Deus Ex Machina. Well, the Joker reminds us in case we forgot. He mentions it's like New York. Yeah. Which have big grid problems. So, yeah. And I guess rules out Gotham City for being in New York. Yeah. Although I guess the narrator did mention Brooklyn that one time. Yeah. Fortunately for Batman, not only does that happen, but like the police, a police car rolls up. Yeah. And I have, and I have in my notes, oh my God, a black person. <laughs> it's one of the cops is African-American. Yeah. Wow. Good for you. I didn't even like realize. Yeah. The first one in the show. No, we've had uh, another black cop. Have we? Okay. Yeah, he's like one of the like high-ranking officers that Commissioner Gordon's like, do any of you men want to take up the challenge of fighting Penguin, Riddler, whoever? Yeah, okay. Because the only, the only noticeable Black actor I can think of in the series is Eartha Kitt, and she doesn't come to much later. Oh, yeah. Well, notable Black actors. Yeah. Who knows if there is anyone else? We'll see. Yeah. What would you do if you were a cop and he rolled up on like a suspicious abandoned vehicle and in the back was like two people dressed as Batman and Robin, super sweaty and tied to the electric chairs? What would I do in 1966 or what would I do in 2023? Are they different? <laughs> I think my expectations would be different. Yeah. I just uh-huh. go on looking like very, uh, I'm not trying to kink shame. <laughs> It does seem a little kinky. Yeah. But yeah, to each their own. As long as it's consensual, which in this case it was not, so. It sure wasn't. Batman and Robin head to police headquarters, have a brief caucus with Commissioner Gordon. He lets Gordon and us viewers know that he had a transmitter hooked up to that recorder he set in the Batmobile. Yeah, last episode. Last episode. Very forward thinking of him. Exactly. He lets us know that every single person in the world's voices 
have like unique sound wave patterns. Yeah, like, I don't know if that's true. I don't know if that's true either. But thankfully, with his recording and the equipment in the Bat Cave, they're going to be able to find out who the Joker's henchmen are. Yeah, then that might lead them to his hideout. Yeah, which like, I get that, but it's just weird that they never really gave a damn about the henchmen before. Well, I think think they've done stuff with the henchmen in the past episodes. Yeah, but they never cared about their like identities. I guess, yeah. Well, that's because in this case, one of them has an identity that would be shocking to the characters. I know, I know story-wise why they're doing it. And yeah, they're quickly able to deduce the identity of the Joker's third henchman uh, because they use the previously recorded uh, voice capture of Susie. Yeah, when they bumped into her right before they were captured at the uh, school. Yeah, they use that as like their control voice, I guess. Yeah. In their experiment. Yeah, is that the experiments are trying to like demodulate the voices from the vehicle? Because Joker was like, I was like, oh, we'll use a disguise, a voice disguise thing, which didn't sound any different. Yeah. Real weird. Uh, you know, they never cared about that before either. Yeah, because they, they didn't have to mention that at all, and they still would have had the surprise. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Kind of silly. Anyway, they find out it's Susie. And I feel like we get a great holy quote from Robin here. Yeah, he's so devastated. Yeah. I don't know if he, like, were they setting up that he has, like, a crush on her in the first episode? I, I, I didn't feel like they did at all. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I was reading into that, like, like all the dudes wanted her because she's the head cheerleader. They, she's like, but she's the head cheerleader and stuff like that. I guess so. I, I don't know. Everything felt very platonic in the first episode. I just know that all the babes want Robin. That's true. Whatever Robin all the young about, ladies you know, want you know, There's young ladies, yeah. Anyway, Robin jumps up and he yells, holy Benedict Arnold. Yeah. Uh, and I thought it was great. <laughs> yeah, so she's like, she's on student council and the head cheerleader. How could she? <laughs> she's and a then, responsible member of society. Batman compares her to eve and the apple yeah which feels so fucking sexist it's also like putting way more like this isn't nearly as big a deal (laughs) you know what i mean like and then he's like joker the snake yeah although that's what made it worth it for me (laughs) you know joker tempted eve i love it yeah Batman has the idea that now that we know Susie's working for the Joker, this is a job for Dick Grayson, undercover agent. Which he says, which is kind of funny. Yeah. I know we've mentioned in the past, we love when they have to like use their civilian personas. Uh, and this is the first time Dick's got to do that. Yeah. Like, Al- like Alfred got to do that already. Yeah. So next we just need... Aunt Harriet to go undercover. I mean, she just was kidnapped. That's all before. Yeah, gosh. She doesn't even appear in this episode. Thank goodness. Yeah. Uh, so when Batman's asking Robin, like, where would she hang out? He's like, oh my God, the candy store. I'm like, these guys aren't like nine. 
Yeah, so they're in high school, but yeah. I mean, Robin for the whole show, and then yeah, Susie in the candy store, they really are played very juvenile. Well, because I mean, because how old was Robin originally in the comics? Like eight, right? Like, like he was a kid. Yeah. Obviously, they aged him up. Obviously, because I'm assuming Burt Ward was at least 18, so they didn't have to worry about child labor laws, you know. I don't know how old he actually is when they recorded the show, but like, he's, he, I'm sure he's older than he's playing. For sure. Yeah. So I, I, I don't know. Like I get it aging him up makes it like less, both makes it more weird and less weird in certain ways. Yeah. It's a, it's a weird line. And I feel like probably a bigger challenge to deal with that producers really gave a damn. Yeah. But yeah, no. So yeah, so she's hanging out. I mean, and Robin's right. Yeah, she's there. She's there with one of the other bad pennies who's like making passes at her. I'm like, are you an adult? <laughs> who's like, letting you into this candy store? But I loved everything about this candy store scene. I love Dick's like bad guy disguise. So yeah, Dick comes wrong. Do you want to describe him as he comes wrong? So everything in this is like so heightened and corny in a way that like it goes back around from being corny to being awesome. Yeah, so so Dick's disguise is like he's wearing like a leather jacket and like he looks like something out of West Side Story. <laughs> and he's just like coming in talking about like man, doll, baby face. Like the way he's never acted around her that we've seen so far. Because <laughs> in the last episode, he's talking about like how corny it is. Like you can't you can't just take easy money. We got to study and work hard. It's talking about how he like robs from Bruce Wayne and stuff. He keeps calling her Susie Baby. Yeah. Susie Baby. But when he rolls into this candy shop, he's so conspicuous. Yeah, he really looks like the, the stereotypical like undercover cop. You know, what I mean? he, like hello, fellow kids thing. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and he has this like micro television. Oh, yeah, because it's broadcasting everything that's happening to the Batmobile. Yeah, and he very obviously puts it on the bar facing them. And it's just like, didn't you two just see that? I don't know. She's all enchanted by like her mink stole or whatever she Joker gave her in the last episode that she's wearing now. Yeah. Her her Mexican perfume. Uh, So yeah, they're just like, aren't you the ward of a millionaire? Like, why are you all about this all of a sudden? All of a sudden about crime and getting easy money. Yeah, Dick says that, you know, Bruce doesn't give him anything and he has to steal dimes from the butler in order to get his cigarettes. Yeah, (laughs) which is pretty great. Uh, Because the other goon, I think in the credits, his name is Pete uh pete penny or whatever but um it's like oh i'll give you one of mine he tries to smoke it and like dies yeah he just starts coughing and he's like oh no thank you i've already had two packs today yeah which is so many cigarettes that's an insane number of cigarettes (laughs) because i gotta imagine this is like early like this has got to be at lunchtime at the latest because it's like the beginning of the day yeah like i love that like after that like robin leaves and Susie's like 
oh, I can't believe Dick's into that. That's so cool. And the other guy's like, that dude's lying. He's never smoked a pack of cigarettes in his, he's never smoked a cigarette in his day, a day in his life. They, they obviously know something's up because you give them like a tip, like, oh, go to that bar that we have that jukebox set up in at this exact time, like 304 or something. Yeah, he's like, oh, you want to get in on the action? Go here. A ruse that Batman and Robin fall for. Well, it seems like they fall for. That's true. Susie and the goon go back to the Joker's lair. Which is on the other side of the wall from where they were. Yes. Use the gumball machine and it's like a spinning wall. Pretty cool. Yeah, but like, oh man, they were so close to just knowing where the Joker just was. (laughs) Yeah. Like what happens if a kid tries to get a gumball from there? Well, they think they established in the first episode that like it sets off a, a message in there and they have to hit a switch to actually spin it. Ah, smart. Because they're like, someone's trying to use the gumball machine. Well, let's see who it is. And then they do something and she came out. That's right. That's right. Good mm-hmm. catch. The Joker gets filled in on, you know, Dick Grayson's attempt at subterfuge. Yeah, being a, having a heel turn. Yeah. And the Joker takes that information in and then decides to give Susie a bottle of imported Canadian perfume. Yeah. Ridiculous. Well, he's like, you can't, she's going to use it. He's like, can't, don't use it until you fix, do this thing in the, the milk machine, which I need yeah. you to do. Well, that's the thing. She's like not getting money. She's just getting like finer things. It's like the first step, she, she got the mink, she got the Mexican perfume, and she got like a big diamond watch or yeah. whatever. And yeah. like that fur. Yeah. That like stole she's wearing. I assume it's a stolen stole. As Batman and Robin head towards the cocktail lounge the joker says something about it being their zero hour yeah which like made me think of that awful dc event yeah i was gonna say that was a dc event much later (laughs) yeah and then when batman and robin get to the cocktail lounge batman's like okay it's zero hour weird so that jukebox that's like gimmicked is still there they go to set it off and i wrote why would they keep that jukebox? One, why would the business want to still have that there? It's got a gun in it and robbed them. And two, wouldn't it be evidence? Like, wouldn't it have been like taken by the police? Yeah, Batman said he like yeah. looked everywhere for clues. Yeah, and it obviously had a transmitter because the Joker was talking through it. There may have been something you could have like reverse engineered from that. But it's just insane, like as a business owner, that I would still have that in my store. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's just weird that it wasn't taken away. I would at least not have it be plugged in, you know? Well, the gun pops out again, and uh, we get the first deployment of the bat shield. Is it the first deployment? I know I've seen that. So maybe I'm just remembering it from general Batman-ness. Yeah, I remember it um, from the comics, I feel yeah. like it was like he had it on the cover of one of them. I thought I remember that in West Character like version having it. They I'm might sure just... it comes back again. Oh, yeah. I don't I'm think sure we've seen it. Yeah. I'm sure I'm just misremembering then because I was like, I this is watching this. I was like, I don't know if this is the first appearance of this or not, because I remember it. It's pretty goofy, regardless. Yeah, it's shaped like a big bat. But like it's big and square and folds up. I guess it's supposed to be kind of like a riot shield. Yeah. Yeah. And it just has bat shield written across the front of it. I would have been disappointed if it didn't. 
but yeah, no, the, the shotgun like blasts at them a bunch, but they're able to hide behind the shield. They throw one of Batman's like explodey pellets or whatever. Yeah. And, it. and they realize they've been caught in a trap. Although Batman points out that like, obviously they knew it was uh, your big Achilles heel in your performance was you, you obviously don't smoke or whatever. Like Batman yeah. also picked up on that. And and he says it's about him bragging, right? Yeah. He's just like, Oh, it's, it's to your credit that your ruse didn't work. Cause he's just too good for it to work. Yeah. But now they realize that, like, yeah, Susie's life's in danger now that now that the bad guys know that Dick Grayson was working with Batman, or at least the police or some in some form, to suss something out, they're gonna she's a liability and her life's now in danger. So they need to like rush and save her. Yeah. But not before Batman gives the cocktail lounge owner a warning to always inspect his equipment. Yeah, jukeboxes can be dangerous or whatever he says. Yeah. So I feel like under normal circumstances, they're not. Yeah, I think this would only happen here in Gotham. Also because, like, yesterday a gun came out of that, you know, and shot, threatened to shoot people. And it came out again today. Which is funny because, like, when the gun comes out, like, it has an actual record player in it. Like, it is probably, it probably still works. Yeah, I guess why would he send it away and lose out on jukebox plays i guess but there's one of those things is like are they renting it from like joker's company and they don't really like get the money from it or if they own it then why did they get in and like man i don't know who knows that's one of the things i want to discuss when we get to the end of this all right yeah at the joker's hideout he gives a call to oh i think this guy is pete it's okay something i like call was one of their names was pete so it's the, he calls like a bookie in Vegas. Okay. And apparently there's a whole gambling situation around, is it the Gotham Knights? No, it's the, it's just the Woodrow Roosevelt versus Disco Tech, which I thought was a funny joke. Like that's like their rival schools. It's just the big basketball games tonight, you know? Like 20 to 1 odds that, uh, that in favor of the Roosevelts and uh, Joker's like, uh, I'm going to put, $50,000 on the other team because if he wins then it becomes a million dollars. Yeah. Because obviously he's about to do some sort of shenanigans to the team. Yeah, so at this point I'm just like, what is this extra layer of the plan? Yeah. Because I feel like we're getting kind of late in the episode, you know? Oh yeah, no, there's got, because we still haven't had a fight scene yet. Like yeah, there's things that still need to happen. Yeah, so it's like, oh, what's this extra crazy layer to the plan to bet on this game? Well, my original thought is like to go into like his thing about like tempting kids away with like easy money and not working for stuff. I thought he was going to tempt them with something to like not play or whatever, but he does something else to make them not play, which is also interesting. Yeah. Batman and Robin track Susie down to the school. Yeah, she was there doing like a cheer routine and the basketball players are practicing again for their big game. Yeah. Because you know, Dick's like, oh, she would be at the school because tonight's the big game. So they uh, go to apprehend her, but she makes an escape to the girls' locker room. Yeah, <laughs> they obviously can't follow. Yeah. No way you would catch them in there. Well, also like, again... Criminal. Batman's an adult and these are high school kids. So that would be extra wrong. 
to go in there. Yeah. I mean, she's also working with the Joker, who's like a terrorist, but yeah. <laughs> but no, she, she comes out to taunt them and she uses her Canadian perfume. And that's her big undoing. Yeah, she faints. Yeah. And Batman realizes it was poisoned. And uh, oh yeah, one of those goons like calls back in and is like, oh yeah, I saw they put her in, put her in the meat wagon. She's dead. Yeah, they're like, oh, Robin was crying. Yeah, the Joker replies that life at best is one big practical joke. Yeah, this scene was really was the scene where I thought it was pretty dark for this series. Yeah, because um, that one, the one guy that was like hitting on her is like all upset, and then like. You know, it's like, oh, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then he makes a joke about her dead. And look, see, we've moved on. <laughs> that felt very, like, modern jokery. Yeah, well, I guess it's been there since the OG. Yeah. Oh, I also have a note for the scene where they were practicing. I just realized that Dick's school uniforms have a big R on them for Roosevelt. Oh. Uh, his name's Robin. Like, I was like, oh, okay. I wonder if that'll come up where he has to wear like a uniform and it's like Robin, you know, I doubt it will, but I thought that was, I was like, I bet they did that on purpose. Yeah. Good eye. Yeah. The basketball team, they're feeling pretty sharp for the game against discotheque. So they uh, head to the milk machine and uh, I feel like after a big workout, like you don't, you shouldn't drink milk. Definitely not. Yeah. Like you should be drinking water or something with like, you know, that will replenish fluids better. You just shouldn't drink milk. It's fucking milk, gross. Milk's really disgusting. And like, you are supposed to only be able to metabolize it as a baby. That's yeah. why a lot of people develop lactose intolerance later in life because you're not supposed to drink it anymore. Yeah, it's, it's so the gross. Thing, the thing for babies, I hate, I've always hated milk. The Woodrow Roosevelt's, they don't get milk. Instead, they get. The test answers that I totally forgot about from from the, the Joker first episode. Yeah, and then like as soon as they realize what it is, there's like a flash, and Joker and his goons are there and took a photo and are blackmailing them into throwing the game. Yeah, because they'll be like outed as cheaters. Yeah, I'll show this to the board of education, and you won't be able to play anyway. But I love that the guys were like, "Oh, you guys shouldn't be here. Like, we're just here as simple taxpayers or whatever." Yeah, they're just like, oh, we just are inspect, you know, seeing where our tax dollars are going. Yeah. Like, we have every right to be here. Even though I'm an evil clown. was wanted by the cops. But up in the rafters. Which I thought this was awesome. Oh, it was so cool. Yeah. Batman and Robin are up there. Batman does this thing with his cape, so like, it does like a shadow of a bat over them. Yeah, love Which it. Isn't something I thought they would do in this show, but I was like, oh, that's so cool. Yeah, I feel like this is the second time they've done it. Yeah, I think he did. They did something similar. Was it in Zelda the Great? I'm trying to think where they were like hiding up up high. Yeah, it might have been Zelda the Great. Yeah, the test answers were intercepted by Batman. Yeah, they're phony. Yeah, so uh, those kids are completely untainted, even if they accidentally saw some of the answers. You know, because it uh, turns out. They saved Susie's life with their universal antidote pellets and their bat utility belts. <laughs> they kind of like staged that where it looks like she died. Yeah. Susie spilled the beans. And then Robin yells that it's time to deliver the punchline. 
I can't believe I ever heard that in a Joker episode, like or a Joker thing before. <laughs> At least from them, I'm sure Joker. I'm no, I know I've seen Joker say it. Yeah, they go swinging down in a pretty cool scene with like a dollying camera shot. Like it was neat. Yeah, it was pretty neat. Um, we get a we get a pretty simple fight scene, but fun nonetheless. Yeah, you can tell like it wasn't gonna be as big because there's not as much stuff to throw around in this set. Yeah, they throw some like uh around. Yeah. I love the Joker has to roll it at Batman and he can just pick it up and throw it at him. <laughs> I, I gotta imagine he's in much better shape. Oh, for sure. Yeah. The Joker uses his sneezing gas on Batman. Yeah, but Batman took an anti-allergy medication before the fight, so because he knew he was gonna use that. Yeah. Which I thought was really great. Uh, yeah, because of course he would take it. Yeah. I mean, Robin still got trapped up in like that confetti that ties you up. Yeah. Cool to see that make a comeback. Yeah. I, I, I was wondering if when he's like getting spun in and if that was stock footage from the last episode. I wouldn't be surprised. I would, I'd be surprised if it wasn't, but I, I don't know it well enough. Like you, we've seen the Batmobile beginning each episode like a million times now. Yeah. That, that was easy to, that's easy to spot as stock footage, which is fine. Save your money where you can, you know? Yeah. Why, why record it every time? Yeah. Nobody was watching the show the way we are now back then. Yeah. Well, although maybe, maybe they were. Yeah. Well, I mean, you have to wait like a week in between episodes. I think this is the first time we see someone get hit with a batarang. Is it not? I believe it is. And he, like beans Joker right in the back of the head, and that's how he beam, uh, how he wins. Yeah, knocks him right out. Yeah, like they've whipped out the batterings a couple times. And I've mentioned them. I think they've been more like tools though, because I know like they'll attach the bat rope to it, and like use it like a grappling, like uh, to grapple onto stuff. Yeah, they clock Joker in the back of the head, and he he's out. Yep. And then uh, Batman and Robin kind of just leave him there. Yeah, they kind of just run away. They didn't even put him in cuffs. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess we could assume that the I assume they probably already out. called the police to be there. Yeah. Oh, we I, have just, seen, I did think that was funny. It was very funny to watch, but we have seen like many episodes where like the police arrive just as Batman and Robin are done beating up the bad guys. They already alerted them what was happening, which I always appreciate actually seeing them get arrested. Yeah, and it's cool to give like Chief O'Hara something to do. And, Don't yeah. like Irish exclamations? Saints? Oh, I did like uh, it was either this episode or last week's episode. He's like Saints be praised. Yeah, I think it was this episode. Commissioner Gordon was like, oh, well it's actually just Batman's equipment to yeah. do all the work. Yeah, because I think it was about the um, the audio recording. Uh, yeah, so it was probably this week. So it was this the beginning of this episode, yeah. We cut to Wayne Manor. It's yeah. the next day or maybe a few days after. Sometime after. Yeah. Susie's there with her bags packed and she's crying. Yeah, she, uh, you know, she really <laughs> regrets all the bad choices she made. And I thought this was really awkward and funny. Like, Dick's like, well, once we found out about your broken home and bad upbringing, you're turning to a life of crime only makes sense. I'm like, all right. 
You could have weaved that in a little bit more gracefully. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty bad. Yeah. But um, she's like, I don't want to go to prison. They're like, well, you know, the Wayne Foundation's Rehabilitation Center for Troubled Young Girls or whatever it's called isn't really prison. There's like activities and like things to do. She can go, she can finish her education there. And I appreciate, again, like the rehabilitation stuff that the Wayne Foundation gets involved with. Yeah, I, I thought that was awesome. No, I really like that. And I like that, you know, it also makes sense that like she's, Dick and her know each other from school. So like him probably going to Bruce would make some level of sense to help her out. And not just because like they're Batman and Robin and they do good things for good people. Yeah, no, it, it, it totally tracks. Yeah. It's weird that, you know, she was at Stately Way Manor to do that, but, you know. Yeah, so until they brought up that it was, like, a Wayne Foundation facility yeah. she was attending, yeah. it's just like, what is she doing here? That's what I thought, too. Yeah, I was like, that's so bizarre. Huh. She gives Dick a little kiss, and then, which is not a sentence I enjoy saying, but... Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then, yeah, the episode ends. Yeah. Very, uh, very somber note. Kind of like the biggest downer we've ended on. Now, there's been a couple of downer endings. Uh, I would argue, I mean, I'm not going to argue that it's not the biggest one. But there's been a couple where it's like, oh, that one lady was in love with Batman and she'll never know who he is. And it's like, oh, that's kind of sad. Uh, and then the... Uh, I think the first one, like Batman mentions, like his parents being dead it's by the end of it again. I don't know. But overall, this two part story was extremely entertaining. Yeah. I mean, this might be my favorite episode so far. Episode so far. Um, yeah, it's up there for me too. I'm not entirely sure how I'd rank them in the moment. The last Riddler episode was really good too. That was really good. Um, I think this one beats it out for me, though. I mean, it's definitely the best Joker story so far. Oh, yeah, for sure. Easy. I mean, it's only two. Um, But this one's way up there for me. The quibbles I'd have with it are, like, detail-y stuff that the show's not concerned with. But, like, the show was very entertaining. I definitely see why the Joker became one of the most popular villains um, although I think the Riddler and the Penguin were more popular in this inter- iteration, I remember reading. But I think we talked about in the Scooby Doo episode that like Joker and Penguin were like the two guys that were always in stuff at the time. Yeah, and they had a lot of like duo like schemes in the comics and stuff. But yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, my thing is like Joker robbing stuff through the machines is really stupid where it could have just made money by having machines around and then still done his like scheme where like he's corrupting the roof the the youth um i really like that corrupting the youth thing angle though i thought that was clever yeah i love that idea it shows that jokers are forward-thinking super criminal yeah with the things you've said in mind how would you rate joker's plan um i think i'd say it too i think it's a little inefficient yeah i mean what i guess his ultimate plan is to 
win the bet, right? Yeah, I guess. Or like ultimately, I guess to get like more goons for his criminal empire. What do these people always want with like so much money? They're not they don't ever spend it on anything. Who knows? I mean, he just buys a pinball or you know thing immediately after getting out of jail. Yeah, so like I guess he already has to have some amount of money. Yeah. Yeah, I'd give it a two. I think it's I think it's a good good idea. I don't think it was done as good as it could be. Is it also requires them like still getting involved? Like it's not automated, you know? Yeah, I I do wish like the criminals of tomorrow aspect was visited a little bit better or a little bit more. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I'm good with it too. Okay, yeah, we'll mark that one down then. I think what did we give him last time? Last time he got a three. I thought he got a three last time. So this will bring him down a little bit. I'm curious to see where uh everyone fought like shakes out at the end of the season. Yeah, I'm pretty curious myself. Like if you had to take a guess at who's Batman's best villain, like greatest nemesis in this series so far, who would you say? Like just not looking at the our numbers. Not is, looking at our numbers? I think we're about halfway through this season almost, right? Uh, I don't have an exact number, but... I feel like I think we're about halfway through. I think we're almost halfway. We're almost halfway through. Because, what, it's five discs and I just moved to the third one? See, I'm on disc two, but I moved over a couple episodes ago at the beginning of Mad Hatter. Gotcha. How many discs do you have for the first season? I think it's three. Oh, so yeah, in DVD form, it's five episodes or five discs. Yeah, see, I'm watching. I'm watching it on Blu-ray, so I think they hold more information. But um, yeah, I don't know. Just something to start thinking about. I don't need an answer. We don't need to do an answer right this moment. Um, but yeah, I I don't know. This was immensely entertaining. I. I don't know if it's my favorite one so far, but it's definitely a top contender. Yeah, I, it's my favorite for sure. Like, if we took the episodes... That we did right now and ranked them? Uh, not even rank them, but if someone was like, oh, out of the episodes you guys have watched, which one should I watch? And get like... a, Not even like, get a feel for this. Just like have a great time while also giving you like the fundamental things of the show, it would be this one. See, a lot of gadgets. I think the second Riddler story does that. Like, I would argue that that's, I think that's my answer to that question. I think that's kind of where I'm at, where like, I like that one more, maybe. They're both really good. Yeah, they're, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to pick one or one over the other because I enjoyed both of them. And like, other than maybe the Mad Hatter episodes, like I think the series is only getting better as it's going. Oh, for and, sure. And that wasn't even like terrible. It just wasn't as good as the other ones. Yeah, it's. I I feel like we came off of uh, a a little high there with like we had the Riddler and Zelda. Yeah, and then like we got the Mad Hatter, and it's like, uh. and then we went back to the Joker. We're like, oh yeah, this is good. Yeah. You excited for False Face next week? 
kind of. I don't know anything about this guy. I don't know anything about him either. He looks weird. Yeah. I assume he's going to be like the Spider-Man villain, Chameleon, where you can just like put a mask on and like is played by that actor. Yeah, that's what I'm expecting. I'm expecting him impersonating Bruce Wayne at some point. And we'll have Bruce Wayne and Batman talking to each other. That would be amazing. But I assume he's going to do that to like rob him. Uh, or maybe he'll be Alfred then. Oh, maybe. That would be really cool. So, and I don't want to dwell on False Face too much because we have to have something to talk about next week. But yeah. And I don't, like I said, I don't know anything about him. In the opening of the show, yeah. There's like a couple supervillains we get to see, like most notably Joker, Penguin, and Catwoman. Yeah. But there's a guy with like a sheet over his face. Yeah. Do you think that's false face? Maybe. Like, is that his true form? Because they showed a picture of him at the end of this episode where they're like, next week it's false face, which they got wrong before when they were like, next week's the Joker. And it was like three stories ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but I'm pretty sure next week actually is false face. No, it is. You're right. Yeah. Um, I didn't. I didn't look it up. I think after them is then the penguin. I, I know we're getting some repeat characters again soon, and then I know we're getting Catwoman is like a new character we haven't seen yet. Thank goodness. Yeah, I'm curious to see what they do with Catwoman. Yeah, we'll see. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm stoked. Uh, and yeah, I'm, I'm excited for even False Face. I'm curious to see what what his deal is about. Yeah, same. Zelda the Great was surprisingly like fun and enjoyable. Yeah, I I really think it all depends on who's writing. Yeah, who's writing and like maybe the actor. So they might have like a charisma that like kind of pulls it through. Yeah. Well, it's been fun talking about the Joker. Yeah. Hanging out in high school. Mm-hmm. It wasn't exactly what I wanted it to be. Me neither, especially the first episode called The Joker Goes to School. I was like, oh, this might be fun. I thought he was there, it was going to reveal when he was at the school. He's like, oh, that's because I'm a teacher here now. <laughs> See, I, want it, I wanted him to be like a student. <laughs> that would have been funny too. <laughs> he has like a varsity jacket with a big J on it. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like trying to take Susie to the dance or something. That would have been, that would have also been great, but I would, I, I wanted to see him as a professor and then he's in his normal Joker thing, but he's got like the tweed patches and stuff on. Oh, that would have been good too. He's teaching like timing in the art of a joke or something. Uh, yeah, and that's how he was building the next criminal empire. Yeah, I don't know. I think either of those options would have been really funny. <laughs> mine just wouldn't make any sense with continuity but that would have made it so much funnier yeah because then batman would have to also enroll undercover but he's just in his batman costume again just has like nerdy clothes over top of his cow he's like sending joker to detention he's like a hall monitor I think we just want a Batman in high school series. I would love it. Is that what DC Superhero Girls is about? If it is, maybe I'll give it a try. But all right. I think that's it for this episode, right? I think so. 
So uh, yeah, we'll catch you for fall space. Same back cast time, same back cast channel. <laughs>